Welcome back, everybody, to another lovely episode of Points and Doinks. Week 8 in the NFL is upon us. Travis, as always, I am here. Cheese on the other side of the Zoom call with me. Now, people, well, Cheese, why don't you tell, why don't you say hello and, and talk to the people? How are you doing, Cheese? I'm doing fantastic, Travis. Got a win this week against old Ty Gundy. And because that's a I great win, one. because I got a win over him, he's scared. He's going to never show his face on the same points and doinks with me. Tell him what, that's right. what, what's the new schedule looking like, Travis? So because of Tyler, and we taught, we briefly mentioned it, I think, um, one of the last times Tyler was on, but his work schedule is late, late for most Wednesdays or but most Tuesdays now. So uh, because of that conflict and because it's easier for J-Row to record during the day, I told Mr. Tyler, our friend, to just extend Mr. J-Row's segment and extend himself a little part of that segment. And um, we will input it in each week and it'll be their segment and then me and Cheese will be, do the normal rundown of the weeks. I hope it works. Um, he's doing this one after me and Cheese are recording this, so I won't be able to like hear it beforehand. So hopefully it works. Who knows? It's Tyler. So that's that. Yeah. So as you know, this one's coming out a little later, but hopefully next week around we have it to where we both do it on Tuesday, so it'll come out normal time Tuesday night. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I got two wins this week, one against our buddy, old Hardy, who is, uh, one of the best in the league or league. I very then, much appreciate that Travis. Now I share first place now because of your win. I got you, bro. I got you. And then secondary in, in Mr. Johnny Roca's league. I got another win on a week where I had another inactive in the starting lineup. Is this just your new strategy now? Instead of like, you know, people do the zero RB, you just do like the the inactive slot. I have to have an inactive. Otherwise, it's like the people on my team know. They get this like mental signal that's like, oh, man, we got to step it up for old trad today. Like we can't depend on anybody else. We got to do it. And they they came through. It was a good week. One by four points. So that was nice. Um, But I think without further ado, Let's just kick it on over to Ty and Johnny Roca doing their segment. Hey guys, it's Brandon here. This is the Wednesday after Travis and I recorded. We were hoping that Tra- uh, Tyler was going to be doing his segment with Johnny Roca, but unfortunately he had a A.J. Brown situation. He had some bad Chipotle or something or another, so he came down with some sickness and he was unable to record with Johnny Roca. So hopefully Tyler, uh, wish him a speedy recovery. Hopefully he gets better next week. We should be on track coming back on Tuesday. Tyler does it in the morning. Me and Travis records at night. So let's get back to that hard hit analysis you've come to know and love for me and Travis Gunderson. All right. I hope that went well. Um, yeah, I just hope that went well. Great analysis by Johnny Roca. Tyler could have done a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, it's Tyler's job to host that segment and. Sure, it was real, real choppy. He doesn't do it, he, and he doesn't work well under pressure. So I'm sorry I put this much pressure on him, but he'll get better. Trust me. Yeah. I'll give him a couple hits, some tips and hints on hosting a show. Yeah, we're we're heading into week eight, so you know he has like five, six more cracks at it. So hopefully by the end of the season, we're gonna have a down patch. But this one was just a little, little rough. But it's okay. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. 
Um, exactly. But without further ado, I think let's get into some of the stuff, some of the news and notes or, uh, anything off the top you wanted to mention any injuries, um, that stand out to you. I know, uh, Zach Wilson is, um, out for the foreseeable future. Um, any, anybody else? I know the Jets did trade for Joe Flacco, so he is back in a Jets uniform. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> so it looks as though he will be starting probably not this week, but maybe the next couple weeks while Zach Wilson is dealing with that injury. Um, some other things, I mean, we'll talk about the Thursday night stuff that's going on there, but uh, Josh Jacobs, he's out. He's on a Raiders run a bye this week, but he left early with a uh, chest injury. Uh, other quarter, uh, running back in that same game, Miles Sanders, he was uh, taken out of the game as well. Uh, some good news. Jerry Judy might be coming back this week. All right. And um, anybody else that we miss, we'll just run and do while we're doing this segment. Um, and we'll start with that Thursday night gate that you have forementioned the Packers in Arizona. Um, and the main issue here, of course, is Devontae Adams. Um, tested positive for COVID, what, today, this morning? He got put on the list Monday, late Monday. It seems as though he is vaccinated. So for him to get back, he has to do two back-to-back negative Pause. tests within 24 hours, which is highly unlikely. But, you know, we're still 48 hours away. It could happen, but it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, and that's one of the notes I wanted to mention. So MVS is injured, um, but Alan Lazard has scored in two straight weeks. So he seems to be getting the ball at least in the red zone or so. I think he's a flex option. Now, if Devontae Adams doesn't play, he is a for sure start. Like, there's no question about it. I don't know if I would make Alan Lazard a for sure start, mainly because he also has been put on the COVID-19 list. Oh, I didn't see that, really? So, oh. yeah, so they're down Devonte Adams. Well, why would you leave me hanging like that? Because, I, you know, maybe I thought that I assumed you maybe knew what was going on. So, you know, it's okay. I only it's seen fine. the MVS. I only seen the um, the Devonte Adams news. That, but uh, so, yeah, as you said, MVS coming off of an injury might be able to play. Don't know if they're going to try to rush him back in just because they have this little COVID outbreak. But uh, Alan's already had a great game last week, which kind of sucks that he's going to be out of this one. Um, I mean, then we get Randall Cobb. I guess you're starting him just because he's the only guy there. Uh, Robert Tanyan once again scores a touchdown. The only way he's viable is if he scores a touchdown. Yeah. I would see. I would make. I would probably say this is a big Aaron Jones game, whether it be more him running the ball or definitely getting more pass catches. So Aaron Jones, you're starting him regardless, but he's got yeah, a big game, especially after what was sort of lackluster last week. Yeah, we're seeing his touches kind of go down. It's almost like, you know, last year with Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon is getting a lot of touches and Aaron Jones, you know, his touches are going down as well. So um, it's just the same thing over and over and over again with Aaron Jones. I don't understand. He's a talented player, one of the best backs in the league. But for some reason, they just kind of limit his workload, which I guess makes sense for, you know, injury purposes. But fantasy purposes, it sucks. Yeah, it really does stink. Um on the other side of the ball, the Cardinals, is there anything that stands out besides like what we know? Like the, the team's been great. So it's really hard to, to say whether or not, you know, one person or the other sticks out maybe except for in the wide receiver position D hop. I think a lot of people have been upset because his, um, because D hops, I would say ceiling 
has not been that high, but the floor is super low. I mean, he's getting a touchdown every week. He's getting at least like 50 yards. Uh, uh, um, what do you see from the other side? Yeah, I mean, I think I talked about this last week. You got to scoff to me by saying, you know, maybe DeAndre Hopkins is a guy you go out to trade because he's been getting so many touchdowns. He has just as many touchdowns this year as he had all of last year, which has really just been keeping his season afloat as of this moment. So last week he had seven catches for only 53 yards, which you would think if, you know, Nuke gets seven catches, he's going to go for maybe 100, but no, only 53 yards. He gets a touchdown. Zach Ertz now a part of the offense, plays his first game. He had a phenomenal game as well. So I think Zach Ertz has elevated to a must-start, set and forget a tight end over there. Everybody else... It's kind. Of, it's such a good offense that it's almost kind of like you start them, but you just don't know who's going to go off. Whether it's be Rondo Moore, AJ Green, or Christian Kirk. I, you know, maybe I see all three of them being viable starters, but I just don't know which one of them will hit on a certain day. Yeah, for sure, it's been a really hard, tough, uh, tough thing to see. Okay, but anyways, we'll go to the first slate um, on Sunday. First game we have lined up here is the Cincinnati Bengals, and they are visiting the Meadowlands to play the New York Jets. Uh, we talked about Zach Wilson being out. I think that uh, limits basically everybody's upside on that team. Um, do you, I don't think there's anybody worth starting on the New York Jets. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, regardless of who's starting, there's not too many viable options over there in New York. I would say maybe Michael Carter, just because he is the starting running back over there and just with you know such a limited amount of viable running backs to get a lot of touches. I would say he's probably the only must start guy on this squad. And he's like an RB two. So, uh, but on the other side, Cincinnati, they are lighting it up. Big statement game last week against the Ravens, Joe Burrow, Jamar chase. I was one of those guys who said, you know, maybe they should have drafted Jamar chase should have went out after an offensive lineman, but shows that I don't know anything what I'm talking about because fantastic pickup rookie of the year. Just give him the award already. Yeah, I like to say that I was on that train. He was the, he was the one guy I was like, oh, yeah, he could do it. They had a great rapport at uh, at LSU down there. Um, CJ Uzama. How do you pronounce that name? Uzama? Yeah, the second one. Uzama. The second one, Uzama. Last week, he went three for three, 91 yards, two TDs. Um, I think if we're looking at it, the Jets have a super bad offense, so – he could repeat, but the key here is that his ceiling is high when he's able to do that, um, opposed to what is going to be rough week for tight ends because we're still de- still dealing with buys. Like Darren Waller's on buy. CJ Uza, uh, Uzama would be a great pickup for somebody who's got like Darren Waller looking to fill a slot. Yeah, I think he's a, he's a viable streaming option. He's almost similar to Robert Tunyon where you kind of need him to get into the end zone to pay off, but that's pretty much every tight end at this point. I will say, yes, he had a monster game with those two touchdowns, but both of those touched, especially the second one was kind of more like busted coverage. So it wasn't exactly him making like a phenomenal play, but he, I mean, he's had two really good, great games the last three weeks. So, you know, he's getting the ball and with the tight end spot, if you're, you know, starving, he's a guy. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the main point when I'm talking about that. But next game, uh, Tennessee Titans in Indianapolis, division rivals playing um, Colts here. What do you think? Uh, I'll let you take first stab at this game. So this will be in, in, in Indianapolis, so it's going to yes. be in a dome setting, unlike the uh, torrential downpour, the atmospheric river 
that came through the Bay Area. Oh my lord! But what the what the fuck is that too? Did they just make that up? I have I've never heard it in my life. Never heard that. But it makes it makes sense because it was just like a straight downpour for like the entire day, which would be a river. Me and Donnie were uh, fucking hammered watching the games at his house. And he was, and we saw that come up on the news and we're like, what the fuck is this? Thought we were tripping for a second, but. Uh, so, you know, a little bit better weather, better atmosphere for yeah, the uh, Colts, the which I, I think they have done like, a, they've done pretty well. I mean, Carson Wentz had a, had a pretty good game last week. And I'm kind of kicking myself because I dropped Michael Pittman after having two kind of bad weeks. And he's he's gone off these last few weeks. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton's kind of gone, so he's kind of stepped up. But, you know, he caught all four of his targets, 105 yards and a touchdown. I think Michael Pittman has stepped up to be a viable, strong flex option wide receiver, too, that you can start and have, you know, very a lot of confidence. And, yes, Tennessee has stepped up recently with, you know, Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs these last two weeks. But... I mean, I, I I have confidence in him. I think he can do it. Uh, I I agree with you there. He was on, on my note board to talk about. Um, on the other side of this, I, I will don't say, really know. I called the Mo Alley Cox touchdown. You're welcome, everybody. Good job, good job, buddy. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of options here from Tennessee that you. I mean, you're starting guys like Derrick Henry. You're starting guys like AJ Brown, Julio Jones. I mean, last week only scored about five or six points or somewhere in that. Do you risk starting him against Indianapolis? Mm, I'm not sure. It depends. I would say it depends on how deep your stuff is, how deep your roster is. If you need that flex option, you need a um, need a little bit better of a floor than high of a ceiling. Julio Jones probably your guy because I think he's going to score probably around eight points. But I don't think the big boom's coming from. We haven't seen it yet. Um, Randy Bullock, I think he should score some points. Tennessee can move the ball. I think Colts have a good enough defense when the field is shortened that they can lock down. So that's good news for field goal kickers, right? There you go. Got to show some love to the kickers out there. Uh, Goddamn right. And we already know Tyler definitely showed love to the field goal kickers in his segment with Johnny Rucker. We're just doubling down. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, Nice game. The Los Angeles Rams in Houston playing the Texans. Um... Tyrod Taylor still not back yet, so possibly coming back, maybe. Yeah, I I don't I didn't hear hopeful things. Did you hear hopeful things? I haven't heard any hopeful things, but I did see on ESPN they have projected him to start in terms of you know the projections for the week. So okay, make that as a will. I don't. It's you know it's he's still technically on IR, so he has to be activated first. But yeah, um, I don't think you're really looking at much. The Rams' defense is really good. The only person you would maybe want to start is Brandon Cooks, and he's going to be lined across Jalen Ramsey this week. So I think that's a that's a poor play. Uh, David Johnson as a flex option RB two in deeper leagues, just trying to stop the bleeding could be an option, but I, I don't love any of it. Yeah, I think Mark Ingram is the guy who's kind of emerged as that top guy over there as like the aging running back. It's like. You know, the the Baltimore Ravens got rid of Ingram, but yet all they sign is like Mark Ingram's from like, you know, five, ten years ago. So um, now the Houston Texans have David Johnson and Mark Ingram over there. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Tough matchup with the uh, the Rams. I keep singing the praises of Brandon Cooks. Hopefully with Tyrod coming back, that helps him a little bit. But it, it's a tough matchup against uh, Jalen Ramsey and the Rams. But the Rams are still doing their things. They're they're the Rams. 
yeah, Cooper Cup, uh, Matt Stafford, it's awesome to watch. So there's not much to talk about there. The um, They're the in Steelers, a dome. Matt Gay going off. Matt Gay, there you go. Uh, Steelers visit Cleveland, the Browns. Um, they're di- so Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb out last week led to Dearness De- Johnson going 22 rushing attempts for 146 yards, one touchdown, and then two for two on passes for 22 yards, which was a really fucking good game. But this week, you can't let those good fantasy points kind of lead you straight. The Steelers have a great run defense. They know how to stop the ball. Um, I'm they, they say Baker may play, may not play. A lot of the guys on the offense are super, super, you know, iffy, and they've been just dealing with a bunch. I, I wouldn't risk it. Um, I might stash Dearness, but um, definitely not a start this week. And I don't, I don't know. Uh, like the wire, like Jarvis Landry is questionable. So I think, like obviously, if Jarvis Landry is healthy, you want to start him. But is he going to be able to do it if Baker's not? Um, not healthy enough to play. I, I don't know. It's a big fucking toss up. Yeah. Case Keenum is like a solid veteran quarterback. He's nothing super special. He's not going to light it up uh, by any means. But when it comes to Dearness Johnson, uh, Nick Chubb looking like he's on the right track, looks like he is going to start on Sunday. Now, I think Nick Chubb's a guy, if he's starting, you're setting him. I mean, I have Nick Chubb and I have Dearness Johnson, so I'm kind of dealing with this right now. If like maybe I start both of them because Dearness Johnson, he he balled out last week and yeah, that we should also... that should earn him more touches. And with Kareem Hunt out, that should legit le- legitimately make him like the Kareem Hunt of the offense now. Yeah, it, it it should work, but like, do you know how that's gonna work against the Steelers defense, who's coming off a win? I don't. I would uh... say that, but also Alex Collins did light light it up against them. So yes, I did. He say... light it up. He had over 100 yards, and I don't know if he got into the end zone, but he had over 100 yards mm. in that primetime Sunday night game. He didn't so get they, into the end zone, I don't this, believe. This defense can be had, and this as I would – I mean, looking at what the uh, Seahawks did yesterday, I would say the Browns' running game is a 1,000 times better than what they put on the field yesterday. So um, not expecting you know both of the guys to go off like a Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt-type game, but – I'm not dropping Dearness. I want to see what he is like in this offense. And if he is the new Kareem Hunt, I mean, Kareem Hunt, both Chubb and Hunt were viable starters. So, Oh, yeah, I, I know. I know what I'm so, Kareem Hunt owner. Or we don't use that word. Sorry. Um, manager. Manager. Sorry. Um, Eagles going to Detroit to play the Lions. Um, I'll let you kick off this game. What do you think? Poor Lions. Poor Lions. Hey, just pulled out everything but the kitchen sink yesterday or last week, and it just did not pan out. Um, I mean, fantasy-wise, I think you're just still keeping with the same guys, DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson. Uh, Amon, Rod, Say Brown, I think I was, I was singing his praises last week as maybe a guy to pick up, but he put up a, a zero, big fat zero, no targets, no nothing. Instead, who was the guy who ended up going off instead of Ahmad Rod St. Brown. That would be Khalif Raymond. So if you are looking for a wide receiver pickup, he did go six for 115 last week uh, against that tough Rams defense. Maybe that's a guy to, uh, to look at if you're looking for a uh, pickup, a wide receiver. 
Awesome, awesome. And on the Philadelphia Eagles side of the ball, uh, Miles Sanders may be back this week. Uh, this is another one of those. We do this early in the week, so we don't really know. We don't get a great feel on it if they've been in practice or not. But I would be I would be remiss if maybe if you have an open slot, you uh, try and get Kenneth Gainwell. He appears to be the second guy when Miles Sanders is out. Um, Devontae Smith, I think, has earned himself the right to be a um, – every week starter at least at a wide receiver two position you say that but then when i start him he's gonna put up like two points which is what happened every time i've started him (laughs) pissing me off i yeah i well i mean look if you do it this week it's still against the lions right i feel bad and i think the lions could have a get right game here against the eagles but but i don't think they're gonna win that's more like football football talk i think like fantasy, I think they'll have a get right game for those guys that you mentioned, but I don't know about more than that. But that doesn't mean Philadelphia still can't have a great fantasy day. And Jalen Hurts has showed that when even he's losing bad, he has a great fantasy day because of his legs. So he is a and, great fantasy quarterback and okay real quarterback. Yeah, I mean, the conundrum for the Eagles right now. Deshaun Watson did it for the little time that he was a uh, not uh, sexually assaulting women all right cool <laughs> move it right, right along here uh the 49ers they are going to chicago to play the bears um i went to go take notes on this game and i literally like did this i put question marks in my notes so i'm hoping you can lead me somewhere with this game um yeah i was i mean for the uh, the bears damon williams came off of the covid list on Saturday, only, you know, days, whatever you want to call it, practice or just, you know, being active. And he didn't get too many touches. It was still the Khalil Herbert show. And this is a big question mark coming into Sunday. What is the role like now that Williams has a full week of practice? Herbert has played fantastic. He should be getting touches. I don't know if this means it's going to be similar to what it was last week where he gets a majority of them or it's more 50-50. But if I have to start one, which I, I mean, I have to start one because I had both of them. I dropped Damon Williams. I'm riding the Khalil Herbert train. I like I'm it. Start, I'm starting them. You know, the 49ers had a vaunted defense. That is just thrown away in the dumpster. They're kind of a dumpster fire at the moment. So I see another kind of good game here from Khalil Herbert. And maybe Damon Williams is productive, but I, I don't know. I mean, even when Damon Williams was playing, Khalil Herbert was still getting touches. He was, you know, going off. So I would say he, he's played his way to the number one spot. Yeah, I would say the only person in this whole game who is like a lock would be Debo Samuel. He seems to, no matter what, no matter who's quarterback, get most most uh, action on the offensive side of the ball for either team. And he's a consistent um, wide receiver in that regard. But no, nobody else really. I was completely dumbfounded looking at the game. The Panthers... Yeah. Yeah, the Panthers uh, in Atlanta playing the Falcons divisional game. Panthers trying to get right. Um, Robbie Anderson, I think it's my time to come out and say I apologize uh, for Robbie Anderson. He does not have the upside to be a option anymore. Like that's what he was. I I, I had mentioned drafting him late to be an uh, like a uh, high ceiling flex option but he doesn't have that ceiling anymore. 
I think he's had one good week. The offense is slowly working its way downhill. It's it's been a rough one. Uh, Chuba Hubbard has been good uh, filling in for Christian McCaffrey. And I think even though I say that, I think the Panthers will have a good offensive game based on the fact that they the last week should have been a get-right game and they got snuffed out by the fucking Giants. Um, they, like, they have to be more prepared. I I still think that team is in them that they could do really well, and I think this game they need to. So I think they will. I think they'll pull it out. Yeah, I mean, the Carolina defense, they're solid. They're, you know, <laughs> held the Giants 15 points, but yet uh, that offense, so hot to start the year, couldn't do anything over – on the Atlanta side, Kyle Pitts, I was singing his praises, you know, plugging him. He was not doing so well start the season, but these last two games has just been phenomenal. 163 yards on seven catches last week against the Dolphins. So he's finally come alive. He's kind of, he's like the top guy over there. Calvin Ridley, I mean, I don't know what's going on with him. He's kind of having like a DeAndre Hopkins type thing right now to where he, he was productive. He had, what was it? four catches for 26 yards and a touchdown. So if he didn't get that touchdown, you know, his day would have been uh, terrible. Uh, it's still the Cordell Patterson show over there. Mike Davis, just one point. He gets 10 yards on four carries. I still would say this is more of an outlier. Yes. Mike Davis has been a disappointment, but he was on the field for, I think 60% of the snaps. So yes, Cordell Patterson, I think has taken over the number one spot, but Mike Davis should still be getting more work than what he did last week. Right on, right on. Um, next game, the Miami Dolphins in Buffalo playing the Bills. Uh, Buffalo, last time they played, shut out the Dolphins. I expect much more of the same, although, you know, we talk about trap games, this could be one. But the Buffalo Bills, are, I think, are too good to get absolutely trapped by the Dolphins, and especially at home. I expect them to get big, and I expect Devin Singletary to actually have a good game running the ball, running the clock down um, in, like, garbage-time scenarios. You're going to start you guys like Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen. Uh, those guys are starting for you. Besides that, uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's those guys for sure, and then I, I like Devin Singletary a lot. I'm moving on over to Miami uh, Tua. I think Tua is a viable kind of streamer. Not exactly this week, a little bit of a tough matchup against the Buffalo bills, but uh, he's kind of one of those guys like Jalen hurts, not exactly playing, you know, fantastic in terms of like real football, but fantasy wise, he's putting up a lot of points, did it again last week against the Falcons. So if you're kind of looking for that backup guy to kind of mix and match with maybe, you know, uh, a back end quarterback, one you got, I think Tua is a viable option. Uh, Mike Kosicki, I think he's kind of established himself as a set and forget it type tight end. And Miles Gaskin, another solid week last week with Malcolm Brown going to IR. Looking like Gaskin should get more of the workload. I know it's been kind of a headache throughout the entire season, but hopefully now he gets a little more consistent uh, workload, especially like at the goal line. I sure hope so. <laughs> I think my hand may be forced to start him again this week, but. Oh, that's another story. Uh, the Patriots in Los Angeles playing the Chargers. Um, one stat I wanted to bring to the attention, um, it just has to do with the Patriots passing game. Brandon Bolden, who is the, uh, if everybody's healthy, the third string running back, he led the team with seven targets last week. 
Um, if you're thinking about starting Patriots um, pass catchers, I would seriously rethink that. Damian Harris has been super consistent in the running back role, and the Chargers um, aren't, aren't the best at stopping the run, so I th- expect more of that to continue. And Nick Folk, the uh, Chargers had let a lot of teams into the red zone. I think Nick Folk could have a good game for the Patriots. Yeah, Nick Folk is kind of that perfect uh, – fantasy kicker to where he's on an offense that's productive enough to get in the red zone, but not good enough to kind of punch it in every single time. So he's going to get a lot of field goals. So I like that call there. Uh, Brandon Bolden, he's kind of the James White right now with James White gone or on IR. He's kind of have to, he's filled that role. And as you said, six catches for 79 yards and a touchdown. That's pretty much what you, that's like a really good game for James White. So he's going to give you like a solid five, six, seven, eight point floor. Probably not going to give you more than 12 points or probably. I mean, if any, I don't think I don't think it's consistent. It's going to be consistent for him, regardless. The, there was so many, like there were so many different pass catchers from last week. They spread the ball so much, and they're playing the Jets, so you can't put too much stock in a Jets game. Yes, that too. They were playing the Jets. What about the Chargers? What do you think? Uh, the Chargers coming off a bye, so everyone should be you know rested, ready to go. It is at home. Um, I think you're pretty much starting everybody. You know, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, uh, all those guys, Jared Cook. Uh, I, I don't know what your tight end situation is, but I think Jared Cook is kind of one of those guys. Hunter Henry over in New England, I think he's kind of emerged as a guy to possibly, you know, be a starter for you because he's found the end zone a lot these past few weeks. So when it comes to the tight ends, I mean, and maybe I think I would lean more towards uh, Hunter Henry, just because he's kind of the hotter hand and the pass catchers aren't exactly as dynamic in New England as they are in L.A. Well, it's also how they run their offense, too, right? That's kind of how the Patriots run is in the middle of the field, five or six yards. They don't go deep often. And I think that's kind of where Hunter Henry lives. Yeah. And Hunter Henry revenge game. So he's getting in the end zone this week. Goddamn right. I like that. Uh, Jaguars tasting, taking on the Seahawks in Seattle. Um, I'll let you kick this one off for us. Jacksonville coming off a bye. They're on fire. They won one game. So they're on a winning streak taking on the uh, Seahawks who, I mean, their, their defense did pretty well against new Orleans, but not expecting much from them. Uh, you know, maybe Trevor Lawrence can kind of get things going kind of after the bye. But I'm not like I wouldn't say he's like a streamer quite yet, but maybe a guy to kind of hold on to uh, James Robinson, Marvin Jones. I think those are the two guys you're really looking at, you know, with those Chark are the two on, guys I had marked down in my notes. Yeah. Well, with Shark on IR, you know, maybe uh, Chenault can kind of emerge as a viable starter. But I think there, if there's any week where Chenault has a flex opportunity, I think it's this week with buys in Seattle. I mean, I, I think I think what they did to New Orleans isn't indicative of actually how they play, right? There's something weird going on in New Orleans, and I can't put my finger on it. They're not letting our fucking king do shit. It's weird offense. So I, I think that's more on them than Seattle. Agreed. I mean, both those teams were not very good. Boring game on Monday. Um, DK Metcalf is the only one after, so... Uh, of course, Seattle still without Russell Wilson's. They have Geno Smith. DK Metcalf seems to be the only guy who could uh, continue this. And then you said Alex Collins did well against um, 
against um Pittsburgh. Against Pittsburgh. Why I mean, not? He, he he didn't put up fantastic numbers, but just looking at what he was able to do, he had a pretty good game. I mean, he, had, he only had 30, 35 yards, but it seemed like every run should have been like a negative two yards, but he was able to turn him into like a two yard run. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I don't like, I like him. If he's, if you're in a pinch, if you're in a pinch, you need it. At least, you know, that he's going to get a heavy dose of the offense because no, um, no Russell Wilson, and that's the way Pete Carroll fucking works. But um, another kicker, Jason Myers, should have a good day. There you go. Showing love to all the kickers. Three Showing kickers, love. four kickers. How many? I don't know. Too many kickers. We should just go. do. We should do one special episode of this and just just talk about how awesome all the kickers are from each team. I love watching the Manning cast. Peyton Manning, not the biggest fan of kickers, and so every time they miss a kick, just buries them. And you know when they have like an, an easy kick, he'll you know pat him on the back. Good job, buddy. Way to do your job. You um, did you watch when he had uh, when he had Pat on? Yeah, he was just riding Pat. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, next stuff. game, great stuff. Washington football team playing the Broncos. Kind of two flailing teams here. Um, what do you think? I'll let you start. I'll I'll take the football team. Uh, tough week last week. They. I don't know if they, they should have beat Green Bay, but they outscored, they out, you know, gained Green Bay and uh, those two tough goal line turnovers or whatever you want to call them with Taylor Heineke. I uh, hate to see it, but, uh, you know, Terry McLaurin, he's kind of the guy over there starting. Antonio Gibson still dealing with like the shin injury. He's been a disappointment thus far. I would say JD McKissick is, you know, a better option over there just because he's kind of more of the pass catcher, the third down type back. But, um, I mean, really not too, too much to speak of. The only thing is also uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, I think without Logan Thomas, he's definitely like the guy over there kind of behind Terry McLaurin. He's like the safety blanket for Heineke. So uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, I think he's a, a kind of lock it in tight end right now. Yeah, especially while Logan Thomas is injured. Um, I think this is a great game for the Denver Broncos to kind of feel their way back into it. The Washington football team's defense has been poor. Um, if Jerry Judy comes back, uh, his uh, he is um, he should be starting. I think uh, Corton Sutton has been consistent while he's gone, so I've been liking that. Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams have kind of been sharing the ball. Who do you see has been getting more work? It's tough to see because like it's literally been like down the middle, fifty-fifty. Yeah, so it's really hard for either one of them to really you know get out. It's kind of like both of them are like nine, 10 points each. And, you know, the only difference is if they get a touchdown. So, yeah. Do you think they, they, they could be both uh, flex options if you need be? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I have Melvin Gordon. I'm kind of like in this, in the boat to where he's not, you know, super productive. He's not going to get me 20 points, but I know he's going to like mess around and get 10. And if you're in the flex spot, like, if you have someone, you know, you started someone on Thursday and they just went off and you're kind of in a comfortable scenario, you know, you know, you can throw in Melvin Gordon over like a wide receiver who might be a little more volatile, but you know, Gordon will give you like eight points and you just kind of, you know, take, give me the eight points just because I know I'm probably going to win because someone scored like 25 for me on Thursday. Awesome. Awesome advice. Uh, the next game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in New Orleans playing the Saints. Jameis Winston, our guy, not being allowed to cook. I think it's fucking horse shit. 
Um, Alvin Kamara, I think, still consistently, he, he is what he is, right? You draft him number one. He should be number one. Um, and I don't think this is an, a week where Jameis Winston is going to shine. We've seen Tampa Bay tighten down their defense last week, so I think it could be a problem. I expect them to just basically try and run this game into the ground with Alvin Kamara. Yeah, this could be a rough game for the Saints overall, but I did like they put Alvin Kamara more in the passing game. He's been kind of more of just a straight-ahead runner. They kind of turned uh, Kamara into like Nick Chubb for some reason, but 10 catches, 128 yards, and a touchdown, along with 51 yards rushing. So a nice see Kamara finally had a Kamara-type game last week. So hopefully, I mean, that's kind of the recipe for them to go right now if they want to be successful. And for the pass catchers, Marquez Callaway had seven catches or seven targets, just three catches for 32 yards, so nothing too special there. Michael Thomas, you know, he's lingering out there. He could come back. We haven't heard anything definitive yet. So maybe, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to play this week, but if Michael Thomas does eventually show up, maybe that is a, a lovely addition to this offense. I mean, quite lovely, I think, in my opinion. Um, Let's see the other side of the ball. The Buccaneers. Do you got any... Um... Any hot tips on Buccaneers players? What happened oh, I mean, last they, week? Did they, Antonio? Because last week we were talking about how Antonio Brown basically looks like the the number one. I didn't get a chance to look at his stats. Well, there's no stats to look at because he was out. Oh, that was. Oh, he didn't play last week. I love that. Yep, <laughs> love that. But I mean, they just absolutely just beat the shit out of the Bears. So kind of tough to really go after anybody. But I mean, Mike Evans scores three touchdowns. Don't see that happening again, but he had 10 targets uh, behind the 11 targets of Chris Godwin, kind of a weird outlier type game because they're blowing out the Bears so much, but yet they're still passing it all the time. So that was uh, wild to watch. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I kind of said that we, it could be the same thing here with the saints, especially after what the saints did on Monday, they did not look very good. Buccaneers have a tough defense. It, it could be another kind of blowout type game for the saints or for the Buccaneers here. Yeah, agreed. Uh, next game, Cowboys at Vikings. Go ahead and kick it off. So Cowboys coming off of a bye. Both teams coming off of a bye, so they should be uh, well-rested. Everyone should be healthy coming to this game. Uh, Dak Prescott dealing with the calf injury. Seems like everything's pointing in the right direction to where he will start. But, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone you would suspect you're starting – uh, you know, Zeke, CD Lamb, Mark Cooper, you know, Schultz. I think Schultz is, you know, emerged as kind of a top guy over there. So uh, it is indoors. So Greg DeLeg, Greg Zerline uh, might be kicking a lot of extra points, but maybe they'll get stopped and he'll kick a field goal or two. Yeah. Minnesota basically emulates every fucking team that is playing. If they're playing a team that doesn't score a ton, they don't score a ton. They're playing a team that puts it on the board. They put it on the fucking board. So I can see this game really getting out of hand and being a shootout. So, like, for, you know, your regular guys, Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, I don't I, – I feel confident no matter what starting them. Um, yeah, I think they could just basically keep keep a hold with the Cowboys' entire game. I don't think there's much else to say on that. Yeah, fun fantasy matchup, fun real football matchup should be a good game. And that's the Saturday night – Sunday night game. Saturday night fucking Yes. Game. Sunday night game. So that'll be fun after the stinker that we had to watch this the past Sunday night. Um, and then on Monday, so we get a good game on Sunday night. We get a stinker on Monday night to fucking New York Giants 
taking on the Chiefs. Is there any word from the Patrick Mahomes camp? What is going on with him? So he had a concussion. He cleared concussion protocol on that day on Sunday. So it seems as though he will be fine. But, you know, funny to say, you know, a Kansas City Chiefs game is going to be a stinker, even though, you know, it is the it is the Giants. But usually if Kansas City is playing, it's much washed football. But that ain't the case right now. I do not know what is going on with Kansas City. Maybe, you know, after the Super Bowl loss, there's always a thing of the losers kind of having a hangover. It's a real thing. You know, Madden curse might be a real thing, too. Uh, but it's just kind of tough to say like, oh, you know, don't start Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill or Patrick Mahomes because of what they did last week. You're still starting them. Yeah. And, and I mean, and there, those guys floor is just so insane. Like if you were even thinking about it, you'd be nuts. Yeah. And like Travis Kelsey, he's been kind of a disappointment, I would say, but he's still the number one tight end in the league in the, you know, in fantasy. So he, he's still fantastic. Tyreek Hill still fantastic. Patrick Mahomes is you know, question mark. We, you know, maybe some hot takes on curveballs and chair shots or trap door to hell. But uh, yeah, I mean, going up against the Giants, you would say it was going to be an easy cakewalk for them. But th- that Giants defense did show out against a struggling Carolina Panthers def- uh, offense. And I say we would say this is a struggling Kansas City offense. So yeah. And then um, the New York Giants, they had a great game last week um, against the, um, against the Carolina Panthers who, you know, have a decent enough defense and the Kansas city chiefs do not. Um, Evan Ingram had a great week last week. Kansas city is one of the worst at defending against the tight end. So I expect him to have another good game. Um, he should be starting if you have as a tight end, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Tony, they all look to be questionable here. Do you know off the top of your head, if any one of them is favored or, or kind of are, are they all going to come back this game? It'd be insane to see. I have no idea. It's, it felt as though Sterling Shepard was more of like a game time decision. So I think if I were to pick one out of all of them, he would be the guy. But um, shout out the ghost of Dante Pettis. He showed up, got a got a touchdown, 39 yards, five catches. Um, maybe the 49ers were wishing they didn't cut him. But that's a story for a different day. It is kind of tough because it is the Monday night game to where, you know, to try to mix and match. Because even on like the Kansas City side of things, I don't have too much hope and too much, you know, faith in like the Byron Pringles and Mikkel Hardmans and those types of guys. And you don't want to take chances on those guys on Monday nights. You want the high, high, high floors um, to give you, uh, maybe not. Yeah. The, the thing is, you can't plan for it, right? That's the hard thing. Yeah, I mean, Darius Slayton was kind of the guy people planned to be the top guy. You know, five catches, sixty-three yards, decent enough, but you know, not it. But if you have him and you're kind of banking on him to start, and then Sterling Shepard and Kenny Galladay start, then you're you know you're shut of luck. Yeah, that really stinks. Um, Daniel Jones, would you say he's um he's an option this week? I would, I don't know what if I would say option just because like the top 10 guys are almost kind of like a lock, but I mean, going up against that Kansas city defense, it is not a good, it's not a good defense right now. And Jones gives you that rushing upside. So it just all depends on exactly who you have, but I mean, I, I forget exactly who's on buys, but if you're like a bye week fill in, sure. Well, I, I like him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That, that, that's kind of the point I was making. He, you know, 
you're not going to roster him and then look at maybe starting him over your number one guy that you drafted in the top, you know, half of the draft. But um, if you need him because of uh, buys and you're getting screwed, why not? I mean, Kansas City sucks really bad. So um, that's it, though. That's the final that's the final game. That's the wrap up on the games. Um, you didn't have any questions, huh? Nah. <laughs> nope. No questions. Uh, you know what? The, if you're listening to this, you're probably like, what are they talking about? Because Johnny Roca definitely had all these questions for Tyler, right? Of course. Yeah, definitely. that's it. Um, hopefully this episode went great for you guys. Um, we've had a great time. Anything else for them, for the people at home? Cheese. Nope. Have fun. Win your week. Have a good fantasy week. Yeah. Yeah. What he said. Is that the ending? Yeah, yeah. Okay.